Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the War Porn Podcast. Not a lot of housekeeping notes this week, so I just wanted to say thank you to our uh, now 80 patrons. And uh, just to introduce the episode, this is going to be The Mandalorian Part 2. Uh, so we hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. And if you haven't, it's already live on the channel, so go check it out. Otherwise, uh, this is Mandalorian Part 2. Enjoy! Do 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 do. This is the theme song. War porn. War porn song. Keep talking, Patrick. I guess I'm filling space now because Gene had to go to the bathroom. Didn't even close the door. Dude, you can fit like a whole platoon. Either way, I think that the X-wing doesn't make sense as an as a patrol vehicle. I mean, like some people were like, "Well, they can drive really fast," and like, "What if they run into pirates?" But it's like. I just don't, I don't like it. I did like the Dave Filoni played one of them. What are you doing? I'm not cutting, I'm not having Zach cut any of this out. Yeah, you just keep moaning. You absolute thundering dumbass. Take your time, Gene. Not, hey, guess who didn't wash his hands? (laughs) Wait, Fuck you, how'd you know that? Well, because I'm sitting four feet from the... I can't hear... Okay, alright. We, we need to... This we need to pause interior, this. We're not pausing anything. This is the interior of the U-Wing. Do you wash your hands every time after you pee? Not if I'm in the comfort of my own home. Okay. Alright. Although, yes, because Corona. Yeah, I mean... I I sprinkled some water on them. <laughs> I tried to fool you, people, but you weren't, you didn't take the bait. People, I just assume if I turned on the sink for like five seconds, people were like, oh, he washed his hands. No. Damn, you really are a medic. You're damn right I am. <laughs> Go wash your hands. Oh, you're the fucking Yeah, get in there. Go wash your hands. So, the X-Wings, uh, they're like, you gotta pull over and turn on your transponder or whatever, and it's a very like, is there anything wrong, officers? And then he lands on the ice planet, and he falls through the ice, and then he's like, well, we're fucked. And he's, he really wants to take a nap. Like, this whole episode, the Mandalorian is trying to take a nap. I don't know if it was, like, implied that he walked across the entire desert, and then was like, now drive all the way there. He also has a weird thing about eating, like he doesn't eat. Well, he doesn't want to take his mask off. Yeah. So, they're stuck there, and she's like, you gotta help me, but she only speaks frog. And then she takes, um, <laughs> yeah. whatever his name was, that comedian, that British the robot. comedian, Zero, and she uses it to speak. And she's very, like, guilt. She's, she's like, this is the last of my line. Mm-hmm. I thought Mandalorians were more than just stories. Yeah. And he, like, begrudgingly is like, ugh, fine, I'll fix the ship. And the rest of this episode felt like, uh, Alien. Yeah. Aliens, I think. Aliens or whatever. Where he's just like in ice and then these giant spiders just come out of nowhere. Baby Yoda wakes up a brood of... he He's trying to eat the eggs. Of like course. They, they go to a hot spring and Baby Yoda's trying to eat the eggs. And then he sees the other ones and he waddles over. Mm-hmm. And then gigantic 
ice tube spiders. Yeah, and like, like little ones and big ones. Fucking, it's creepy as shit. Oh yeah, the scuttling noise that they make. Oh god. And they're all running, and then she goes into full frog mode, and is just like, yeah, I thought okay. she was gonna die. Yeah, yeah, she's running like this shit. I thought she was gonna die, and I was like, ooh, this is gonna be brutal. And then they were like, nah, nah, son. The two X wings show back up. Well, he he blows up the big one, and mm. you're like, okay, cool. And then they're like stuck inside. And they try to fly away, and then the big one comes back. Yeah. And lands on it. And then you're like, oh, they're going to die. Which is another... I feel like this also happens to the Mandalorian a lot, or in this show, is they'll set up, like, an impossible-to-escape-from situation, and then they'll just do sex mocking out of their way out of yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. I noticed that very This happens much. a few times. Especially in the finale. It, yeah, oh my god. The finale is literally 30 minutes of setup for... A deuce, but you don't care because you're like, well, this is dope. Is it Deuce or Deus? I think it's Deus. Deus, <laughs> Deus ex machina. Deuce ex machina. Do, like poop Deus ex, ex machina. machina. Poop ex machina because it's poopy because it's poopily done. Deuce. Which what that stands for as a theater person? Yeah, yeah go on. it means God in the machine, and the, what it literally means is they used to use these massive cranes for theater to like. You'd bring, you know, say for you're you're doing a play and like Aphrodite shows up at the end, literal god. You'd have them fly in from like the top of the set and they would be lowered in. So it would literally be god in the machine, the machine being the thing that lowered the literal god. And then it became like a writing trope. Where just this ultra powerful being comes in and saves the day at the last Or just... A larger-than-life force, or just something conveniently fixes... Like, at the end of um, episode one, when Anakin takes down all the battle droids by blowing up one ship. And you're like, okay. The same with the end of the Avengers. They're like, oh, we've nuked that one ship, and now all of the aliens are done. Exactly, exactly. Deus Ex Machina. So this one, the X-Wing pilots show back up, and they shoot all the, the Spideys. And then um, they're like, you have an arrest warrant. And it's because you were on that prison ship a few seasons last season. <laughs> yeah. But you you captured those three. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what if I give you my bounty? Will you help me fix my ship? And they're like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and then they leave. And then basically the ship is all beat up. They have to like shuttle to the next world. Which yeah. is the next episode, which is Waterworld. Waterworld. Which I thought was so cool. He gets there and he finds some Mon Calamari. And he's like, will you fix my ship? And they're like, waka, waka, waka. We're bad at our jobs. Oh. And they use like fishing net to fix this oh. fucking ship. I like how the Mon Calamarians probably look the most alien of any species in this show. But they all speak English. <laughs> You're right. You know, they're just like... Just like a squid, and they have like bullshit coming out of their mouths, but they're like, hey, no. how's it going? You're thinking of the wrong thing. Those are quarrens. Mon uh, Calamari are the goldfish head ones. Whatever. They're like complete. First of all, they're from the same planet, so good job. <sighs> you don't remember what Admiral Akbar looks like? Yeah. He's with the big bulbous eyes. Okay, fine. And he's like orange. They look like goldfish. Oh my god. You are just, you are a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> you are a serious I'm so sorry nerd. that I cared about the show that we watched for our podcast. Bro. I, I can tell Gene's tired because no. he just doesn't want to talk about Star Wars no, anymore. The, the Milky Way is going to fuel me for this last three hours of this episode. So that episode, Bo-Katan and two other uh, Mandos show up and they're like, Mando, we need your help. Help us take on like an Imperial cruiser or something? 
Yeah. Or is it a transport ship? Some sort Something of Something weird. And he's like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, don't remember much. He just, like, they just invade. They just, it's like a big shooting gallery. Shoot some stormtroopers. At the end, there's, like, a hallway they can't get through. And Mando's like, hold on. <laughs> and, like, runs down. He's just getting, like, shot every which way. And he throws some bombs. And I'm like, Mando. Yeah. Stop self-sacrificing every episode. <laughs> Also, there's a weird squid monster in a boat. Yeah. But that was before. That was when the other Mandalorians show up. Oh, don't they show up and save him? Yeah. From the squid monster. Because Mandalor... He is either capable of taking on an entire platoon, or he is getting his ass handed to him. It's true. It's true. And then someone has to come save him. It's true. And they do. Well, I thought maybe because the squid monster, like, dragged him underwater, I'm like, maybe he's not a good swimmer. <laughs> well, not with that armor. Yeah. So, Although, I think it's supposed to be really light. Because, really? like, when he holds the bucket full of it, it doesn't seem crazy heavy. We should write a letter <laughs> to John Favre. Dear John Favre Beans. Favre Beans. Um, Dearest Jonathan Fava So yeah, so they they like basically destroy the Imperial cruiser. No, they capture it. You they capture, pay more attention. They capture it, and the head Mando Bocatan Bocatan is like played by Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I I never. You've never it. seen Battlestar Galactica? No, I know you had that tweet that started your comedy career. Yeah, that that's what started it. Yeah, she's a very like well known science fiction actress. Okay. okay. Um, but she said something like, oh, you were raised in a cult. We are allowed to take our helmets off. Yeah, so he's shocked when they take their helmets off. And she's like, you are in the children of the Watch. Which mm-hmm. is like an extremist version of the, their, Mandalorian. the Mandalorian creed. Now we're like, oh, okay. He's in a cult. Yeah, we're getting in the mythology of him. So, Bo-Katan is currently aiming to be the Mandalore. I think she was in the Clone Wars. Mandalore has been, like, glassed by the Empire. They're all scattered to the winds. And and now we've learned that our Mando doesn't need to keep his helmet on. Yeah. Oh, really? Is that what's implied? Well, the Children of the Watch are just, like, an extremist version of the Mandalorian creed. See, I couldn't tell if, like, she was telling the truth or... She was trying to manipulate him. Well, see, the thing is, is in all the, like, in the Clone Wars and in Rebels, there are other Mandalorians, and they take their helmets off all the time. That's why it's kind of weird that he's like, I'll never do it. Gotcha. And it's sort of implied that Boba Fett doesn't take his helmet off because everyone would recognize him as a clone. And then he makes a comment about that later in the season. Mm -hmm. When they're like, oh, they'll recognize me. Because, like, of course they would. Oh, there yeah, are hundreds yeah, of yeah, thousands yeah, yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I forget how that episode ends. She tells him where to find a Jedi. You're looking for the chapter 12? Oh, yeah. What what was that? The siege? They go back to Navarro, and he has to get his hoopties, like, oh, super yeah. fucked up. Because the, the Mount Calamari is used, like, fishing net. And, like... This was a great episode directed by Carl Weathers. Yes. So, he goes back to Navarro. Carl Weathers has fixed the town, and now Cara Dune is like the marshal. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Mando, we'll fix your ship, but you have to help us take on this fortified base. And they bring along the fish guy yeah. from the first episode. And he's he's like trying to redeem himself. Yeah, but he's like, doesn't want to be there. 
I love it's it's a smart choice to put like a comedian up against exactly stoic metal face because mm-hmm. he's quiet boring and like having someone just bouncing Star Wars jokes off of him yeah. and then just deflect it it's, it's and, great and he says stuff that I feel like the audience would say you yeah. know where he's like are, are you sure you want to do this <laughs> just like kind of being a putz and like questioning everything I what was that actor again Horatio, Horatio Sands. Sands dude you didn't grow up watching Horatio Sands on SNL I mean I'm sure I've seen him he was in like two sketches <laughs> <laughs> So he was the Pete Davidson of his day? Uh, no, because no one wants to fuck Horatio Sands. <laughs> I'm sorry, Horatio, if you're out there listening, I'm sorry, but we would love to interview you for this podcast. We absolutely would love it. Yeah, Horatio, if you're if you're just catching up on our podcast, yeah. this episode gave us a little more backstory. First of all, they referenced Metachlorians. They said Baby Yoda's M count. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. You don't pick up on anything. Yeah, because I'm a moron who because can't you, read. Because you don't enjoy things. I'm too busy listening to Death Metal. I'm too busy having sex and playing music. Yeah, basically. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not, so I paid attention. Do you know how hard it is to fuck beautiful women and like have this on in the background? <laughs> you know? Hold on, hold on. I gotta take notes or Pat's gonna get angry. <laughs> Because he's obsessive. Just like 69ing and you're like, what, did they just reference midichlorians? Oh, oh my God. It was cool. So they're clone, they're like cloning. They're trying to clone Baby Yoda, I think. Because yeah. they've got all these like grotesque things in a pod. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the M count of this being is exceeds hergity burgity dur. <laughs> yeah, those exact words. Yeah, and then um, they like turn off a gravity generator or something so that the lava comes up. There's so many, like, funny stormtrooper deaths in this oh, episode where they're like, They go, like, flying past and other yeah. guys like, huh? No, he'll just, like, tap him on the leg and he goes falling into this endless pit of lava and shit. They do stormtroopers dirty. In the season one finale, she shoves one of them face first into her metal forge and he, like, screams yeah, the yeah. entire way in. And I was like, whoo, that's a lot. This show... If nothing else, is stormtrooper death porn. They love killing stormtroopers oh, every which way. They like blowing, like she like uses her hammer to like smash one of their <laughs> faces. Like really, just I noticed that like Boba Fett will like smash one of their helmets, but you never see their. Oh face. God, no! You, you just see, see like their... the plasteel go flicking away. So they they get into an APC, like a hovering cool vehicle. Oh, it was dope. Mm-hmm. And they get into it, and they drive it off the cliff, and, like, they're all freaking out. I'm like, doesn't this have thing have, like, anti-grav? Like, isn't... Whatever. So they land, and they're driving, and there's some TIE fighters, and we have, like, a really long, extended it's cool. fight chase scene. I think the Mandalorian flies ahead yeah. and gets the Razor Crest. Doesn't he fight them with the Razor Crest? Uh... I think he does. Yeah. He, like, flies over Navarre, he shoots a bunch of the TIE fighters, and then they're like, alright, your ship's fixed. And he flies off to go find the Jedi. Mm-hmm. This was one of my favorites. So we open on like this dark, misty, Hamlet looking, burnt out woods. Very Star Wars. I was like, this is a dope Star Wars planet. Oh, so sick. And they're like standing on the walls of a castle and just two lightsabers ignite. Oh. Two whitish silver Ahsoka Tanu. Yeah. Just, first of all, I was, I mean, I'm annoyed because their head lekus are too small. But, like, whatever. 
Oh my god. They're supposed to be bigger. Don't you remember Shock T? Of course you don't. I never watched the clone. No, Shock T was in uh, Revenge of the Sith. I thought Shock T was a member of Public Enemy. Shock T is like (laughs) another one of that race. I forget what they're called. I forget what Ahsoka Tano is called. Either way, it's it's, what's-her-name... What, uh, Rosario Dawson. Oh, that's Rosario Dawson? I don't... In what world did you not recognize her? I, I, I was like... I feel like I know that, but... Togruta. Togruta. That's what they're called. Dude, she had like... Her skin was orange and she had tails on her head. You seriously didn't recognize I'm Rosario not, Dawson. I'm not, Okay, I've seen like two movies with Rosario Dawson. You've I, never she seen... She was in Kids, which I'm seen, sure you've never seen. You've never seen Waiting? Or I, not Waiting? Uh... Clerks, Clerks 2. You've never seen Clerks? I saw Clerks 2. Was she not in Clerks? Was she in Clerks 2? She was in Clerks 2. And other th- You didn't see Daredevil? No. <laughs> God, no. The, the, the t- show. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw the show. The show she was prominently featured in. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So much. You're like, you don't know who Horatio Sands, 90s SNL actor under a pound of blue makeup is? But then Rosario Dawson shows up and is just like, hey, what's up? I'm Rosario Dawson. I just like... And you're like, oh, that's her? I couldn't tell because they put a little bit of orange tint on her. I Look, someone just in the comments said, Gene doesn't catch on to anything. Yo, fuck the fuck off, bro. (laughs) I could do like a Freudian analysis. Could you? Yeah, if you really wanted to, but I tried to do it for Iron Giant, you're like, that's not the point of the movie! Dude, first of all, Freud is like a hack, and like, you're still using Freudian psychology? Hey, hey you know who else does that? Slavoj Zizek. So how about Also you? a hack. Oh, get the fuck out of here. You're still using, like, straight up the, everything is about wanting to bang your mom. I'm- Prove me wrong. Okay. I'm, it's not, it, I'm not- Not every story is Oedipus Rex. But it could be. <laughs> Where do you think Mando's rage comes from? Because he didn't bang. Because his, his mom. mom died before he could bang her. Uh, That's why. So Rosario Dawson, <laughs> uh, Mando shows up, and they're like, "If you go kill that Jedi mm-hmm. that you're here to befriend, I'll give you this spear made of Baskar. adamantium." Whatever. I'm, I'm just... I'm being, oh, yeah, you're be, oh, I'm you're being, being facetious. You're trying to be funny. I am trying to be okay. funny. Thank you for ruining it. <laughs> he goes out into the dope-ass woods, and then she appears, and they have like a brief fight, which is dope. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. But then he's like, Bo-Katan sent me. Sent me! And she's like, oh. Was it about that? And then Baby Yoda, Yoda is there. And then we have like the most adorable scene, where she's like meditating with Baby Yoda, and, and then she's like, his name is Grogu. Which... Great name. I love that name. Grogu. I love that the internet was like, eh. It's like, <laughs> what? It's a, what's his name going to be? Carl? Like, come on. <laughs> his name is Baba Yoga. His name is Steve. His name <laughs> is Adai. It's Yoda backwards. Adoy. Adoy. His name is Adoy. <laughs> Wait, do you know that scene in, you've seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Yeah. Where he's like, and what is your name, Enchanter? And he's like, there are some who call me Tim. <laughs> it's so funny. We find out he survived the Jedi Purge because yeah. I hope just because he's too small for Anakin to have noticed. Yeah. 
That baby murdering scene. Oh, that scene is like beloved by the fans. Really? Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. I've it's seen memes about me- that Yeah, scene. it's like meme, meme central. <laughs> hey there, Master Anakin. Oh. oh my God. I love that movie because Anakin goes from like a bad day to full on child. Just child murder. Child murder. He's like, he, he's like, ugh. Well, I guess I'm a bad guy now. Full Monty! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, there's no part. It's like, really? I gotta kill these kids? <laughs> yeah, he's never... He's never... <laughs> if you say so. Uh, so, Grogu survived the Jedi. Great Jedi Purge. And she's like, he sees you as a father. Yeah. And then he goes, Grogu? And then he goes, huh! And he, like, looks at him and I was like, oh my god! Oh my god! And then they, like, play catch. Like, father yeah, and son yeah. with it's the It's but then she says, I can't train him. He has too much of a connection to you. Because she's like, he's very powerful in the force. I've seen what that can do. Because mm-hmm. she's Anakin's Padawan. Yes. So she's thinking of Master Anakin. Yeah. She like implied that. And then she says, oh yeah, by the way, the lady who runs the castle town, she's a bitch. She like... She's a no good bitch. Yeah, she like... But you were like, wow, Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's like, oh, that bitch. Uh, I guess she like, I don't it's know. It's okay for Togrudas to swear. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, hey, let's team up and, and we'll kill her. And they do just that. I love seeing, what's her name? Oh, so- Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Seeing her fight with the two lightsabers. Lightsabers are so cool. And it's so sweet to see people just cut shit up with them. <laughs> and finally you get to see a lady who has two of them. And it's like amazing. I love it. I love the guns that the guys in the towns have. They look like AKs. It's yeah. pretty sick. I like that it was like a western and sand. Like they, yeah, yeah, they combined so like it. Mando's having this like western where he's going between alleys and he's on the rooftops and he's shooting. Mm-hmm. I, I, a little bit of a stand. It kind of had like a crouching tiger, hidden yeah. dragon where he's like running from the rooftops. And then she is in this slow, laborious Battle. standoff. Like... I love that it was the one strip between like mm-hmm. koi ponds. Mm-hmm. It it felt so much like a, a Japanese c- castle. Yes, and she's got the spear, and and Ahsoka's got the two blades, and they're just fighting each other. Yeah, and we learned that Baskar can go toe to toe with a lightsaber. Yes, I think this is the first time we've ever seen an extended combat sequence with a lightsaber not against another lightsaber. Exactly. And it and was, it was really awesome. Po- it was like more violent than when it's two lightsabers on each other. And it was just interesting because it was like a spear. Mm-hmm. So she was doing more interesting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which paid off later. And then uh, Ahsoka, I don't remember how she beats her. Like gets her to drop it. And... Uh, but she, she like captures her and is like, Tell me where Admiral Thrawn is. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Because Rebels left off with the main character of that show, Ezra, who's like a Jedi Knight, or Padawan that becomes a Jedi Knight, uh, like goes into hyperspace or something with Admiral Thrawn and is like lost. And so Ahsoka's like looking for him. Oh. I guess. I think it's implied that she's looking for Ezra. So... That's cool. I'm assuming that's what her show is going to be about. Oh, she's, she's getting a show. Right after that, Disney was like, hey, we're doing an Ahsoka Tano show. I'm, and I'm fine with that. a Rebel Raider, or a Rebel, what do they call it? New Re- Rangers of the New Rangers Republic. Rangers of the New Republic. Buzz Lightyear and the Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about this Space more Rangers. later, but 
they're already working on three other spin-off series. And yep. my thing is like... Ten. What? There's three from this, but there are ten total <sighs> shows that they announced. There's Rogue Squadron, there's uh, The Bad Bunch, there's Obi-Wan Kenobi, who Hayden Christensen is coming back for. Oh, uh, who wants to watch that Are shit? you joking? Do you know how excited the fan base got that Hayden Christensen is coming uh, back? Who cares? Everyone. I, my thing is like <laughs> you are so wrong. It's taken so much effort to have like one good show. Why not stick with that for a while? That's not how Disney works, my dude. No, they're just like this. Like everything has to be Marvel. Marvel makes money. It, it's I, I'm already like I, I think they're gonna dilute the product again. Oh yeah, to the point where you're like I don't give a shit, dude. That's gonna happen. Okay, here's what you need to do: is you have to accept in your heart that Star Wars. Is never going away, and it's going to be waves of sometimes good and sometimes awful. It's been that way since the 1970s. And it's remember those first three movies are pretty good, and then the prequels were like, and then and then the new and like every so often we get a good Star Wars thing, and then we get some bad Star Wars. Basically, I see it as the original trilogy amazing, everything else hot garbage. You liked Rogue One, yeah. Rogue One was okay, but I think this blows Rogue One completely out of the water. Yeah, I guess I agree. So, I think she defeats the lady and then gives Mando the spear. Uh, She's like, hey, uh, there is a spot you can take Grogu and he can meditate and maybe a different Jedi will come. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I'm not... uh, Bye-bye. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And And then she leaves. And then they go to this planet... Puts Baby Yoda on this little spot. He starts having a force vision. And he creates like a giant blue beam into the sky. And then... Classic. Lo and behold. Slave One. Yes. Flies in. Mother. I I yelled. I was like, oh! Yeah. What? Oh, shit! It's Boba Fett. I knew he was coming. But like, oh, that's Slave One. Yeah. And are you a little surprised now that like... 2020 and we're like maybe we shouldn't call them master bedrooms that we have a ship called the slave one uh, you know i was thinking about this because the other day you said people are trying to not use the word slave anymore it, it's it's a word like it's just a word yeah i guess i mean i i feel like you know this is definitely a way deeper discussion than just a star wars thing but like i feel like if we were to try to stop using that word we would almost kind of be erasing history a little bit because slavery has been around for like in many different forms and stuff i agree and so if we just like it it would feel almost like censorship to try to take that word out i agree i'm still shocked that disney's going with it oh yeah absolutely because it's disney yeah you'd think that they would want it to be Be like the happy yay fun slide although i don't know if they ever say the name of the ship in the show no (laughs) no So Mando show or uh, uh, Boba Fett shows up with Fennec, Fennec. Fennec Shaw, I think her name is. Yeah, she's sniping, and she's like, "I got shot by your friend of the show, Jake Cannavale," yeah. and she's like, "Got a like a cyborg gut mm-hmm. now that she shows off." She's like, "Look at this, look at me." Yeah, it's pretty cool. I li- I like her. She was on Agents of Shield. Oh, for a long time, maybe the whole time. She's a wonderful actress. It's cool to see her in both Marvel and Star Wars, just yeah. being a badass. And she, uh, the two of them, like stormtroopers show up, like a, a troop transport. And well, they... Boba Fett is like, "You have my armor. Oh, I yeah. want it back. Give me my armor." And then uh, Mando's like, 
fuck that. No, you're not a Mandalorian, blah, blah, blah. You're a clone, blah, 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 blah. And then they're having this argument and a whole bunch of stormtroopers show up. And they're like, well, we got to work together to protect this baby. And then it's just like... At some point, I think Boba Fett says, if you give me my armor, no harm will come to the baby. Or yeah. he says something that like locks him into a very, like a three-episode commitment. Exactly. So Fennec fights stormtroopers for a while and it's pretty badass. She's like leaping off rocks and mm-hmm. no no scoping. And, and Mando is shooting for a little while. and Yeah. Things are going. Boba Fett fucks up. He, he's troopers. just got his goffy stick and, and he's he like bashing him in the face. Yeah, it's sick. And it's just like, you know, 10 minutes of stormtrooper mm-hmm. murder. Mm-hmm. And then I think a second transport lands because, you know, that's how you do yeah. military that, that, military tactics, right? You land one, just wait till they all die, then you send in the second one. Mm-hmm. What was that about? I was yeah. like, why wouldn't you send both? Well, Either way. This episode, I mean, and we could get into it later, but you said here... The stormtroopers really like there was a mortar trooper. Yeah, there was like a mortar guy. They keep making the stormtroopers more and more like the American military, mm-hmm. especially the episode after this. Oh yeah. So like, I liked the mortar guy. I thought he was really cool, but it definitely like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, this is the most war porn mm-hmm. that this has been. Now we've got like military troop transports, and we've got mortar men, and all this other like uh, military ease. And then Boba Fett flies in in his armor and just wrecks oh, house. It's great. It's great. And he's got, he just uses his armor to like all, like stuff we've never seen him do. He's got like guns built into his kneecaps. Yeah, it's great. And he, he's flamethrowing and shooting with the other hand. It's like the coolest oh, Boba shit. Fett. Oh, did you knock over the water? No, but it didn't spill. Anyways, yeah, what were you saying about the Boba? We finally got to see Boba Fett be anything other than a putz. Yeah, it was great. You, you realize that his entire, like, mystique is just based around him having a cool armor and a cool ship i know because in empire and return of the jedi he doesn't he doesn't do anything cool he just there's i don't think he does anything cool at all he gets told no disintegration the only thing cool about him is that darth vader seems to begrudgingly respect him Mm -hmm. and treat him like i guess an equal sort of yeah because he's always kind of hanging out with darth vader and he kind of talks back to him a little bit uh, he's like, I'm gonna put him in carbonite, and he's like, he's no good to be dead. And he's like talking back <laughs> to like, Darth. Empire will pay you handsomely either way. And he's yeah. So it's like, okay, he's a badass. He's talking shit to Darth Vader, but he doesn't do anything. Yeah. And then in this, he fucking does. He fucks shit up. Although still, just so many. They just love murder. I've mm-hmm. started a game. I was doing it during the finale where I would count up all the war crimes. Oh, <laughs> I'd be like, that's a war crime. Where they'd knock a guy down and then shoot him like under the face mask. I was like, woof, that's a war crime. Dude, it's so that's sick. That's a war though. crime. It's so sick. No, like they'd shoot a guy, he'd fall down, they'd turn around and then shoot him again. I'm like, yikes, double tap. That's a war crime. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> so then they send in a bunch of dark troopers who are basically these unkillable robots. And they capture Baby Yoda. And they take him back to Moff Gideon's ship. And then Moff Gideon's ship pieces out. Before they do, it shoots the Razor que- quest. The quest. quest. And it just gets destroyed. Obliterated. <laughs> and you're like, damn, this is the ship. Like, so many episodes were dedicated to, like, fixing, fixing it. The- and it's just gone. They just blew his hoopty up. Yeah. I was so... I was legitimately sad. I had just finished building the Lego set, too. Oh, really? There were so many memes of people who were like, well, 
I guess I don't need to build it. It would just be the broken up Legos. And and Mando's like, eh, whatever it happens. Oh, what he, he's so sad. He's like walking through the wreckage and he finds the ball uh, and he puts the ball in his... But I felt like he was more sad that Baby Yoda got... Well, I would hope so. Yeah. But like he's just lost everything. Mm-hmm. He lost his special lightning stick gun. He yeah. lost the Razor Quest. God, I can't. The Razor Quest? He lost the Razor Quest. Oh, bro. He forgot where his jetpack was for yeah. a while. He's sad. He's a sad He's boy. He's a sad boy. Then the episode ends. He goes back to Dave Navarro. He goes He goes to Cara Dune and he's like, I need your help. And she's like, I can't. I work for the New Rebellion now. Or the New Republic. There are rules now. And he goes, it's the Empire. And she's like, where do we... Yeah. Where yeah, yeah. are we going? And then she says, the only way we could track him is if Bill Burr gets you the friggin' coordinates yeah. or whatever, the ISB coordinates. So they go to Ord Mantell, the trash planet, and they release... Was uh, that Ord Mantell? I assumed it was. I didn't know if they put a name to it. That was a cool planet. That was there a, was like a lot of... I think it was Ord Mantell. There was Ord a Mantell U-Wang, there was is, a bunch of TIE Fighters. the trash planet. If you played Shadow of the Empire on N64, which I'm sure you did. I did. The level on Ord Mantell is like the freight train going through oh, the trash yeah, yeah. planet. So who's the nerd now, bitch? <laughs> Bill Burr's like, yeah, we gotta go to this, I don't know, some base. We gotta pack the cat and the yeah. Yeah, yeah. They go to like a jungle planet where they're like mining some high explosive mineral. They have juggernaut transports, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Those things were so cool. These massive like 16-wheeled. So then Bill Burr and Mando... Put on stormtrooper uniforms. Those were dope. Those they were, were like really tanker cool. Trooper. They were really cool. And they get on a dude when they're dry. That episode. So this episode, I think this in the finale, I want to talk about the most because this episode really gave a lot of backstory and nuance to like stormtroopers and the Empire and Mando and Bill Burr. I also love that he's like roasting him as they're driving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, y- your rules seem kind of flimsy. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Is it? You can't show your face, or you can't take the armor off, yeah. or is it? Uh, it's which, great. Which, it's great. Making fun of him, he's like, you people. And by the way, I mean Mandalorian. Yeah, like, he's being space racist. Yeah, it was great. Some rebel pirates, quote unquote pirates, show up trying to blow up the transport. Prolonged fight scene, which was cool, but later you're like, oh. They were the good guys. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. Mando fights off like the rebels, like who would have been the good guys yeah. in any other show. And then as they're like driving into the base, all the stormtroopers are like cheering and saluting them. And then they're treated like people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mando has to go like use a terminal that's for whatever reason in the officer's mess. And the only restriction is that you have to show your face. Yeah. Not specifically a face in the yeah, system. just a face. Just any... Just... Hold on. Do you have a face? Yeah. It's like those, um, are you a robot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, this is the galaxy's version of are you... So droids can't use it. It's just a box you check. Dude, and and he... Mando takes his helmet off, he which does. is big. And shows his face, and once again, he's just a guy. But just, he looks terrified. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting the difference between him with the helmet and him just, like, looking scared. He looks scared all the time when he takes his helmet off. Well, yeah, no one's seen his face in, like, three decades or something. Yeah. And then they get into a conversation with an Imperial officer. Because Bill Burr was once a Imperial sharpshooter. 
Yes. And then that officer made a bad call that got like all of Bill Burr's friends killed. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of bragging about it. And honestly, some really phenomenal acting from Burr. Like, I, I heard a rumor that in his first episode, he kind of felt like everyone was acting circles around him. I don't know if he was like, I don't know if he said it in his podcast or something. So he like definitely brought the thunder. Because it was one of the best scenes in the show. Yes, yes. But it really added this, like, flavoring of, like, okay, here's Bill Burr. We like him. We like this character. He's ex-Imperial. He's upset that all these stormtroopers and stuff got killed. So he shoots the officer in the face, which yeah. was awesome. It was amazing. But then they go and kill all these stormtroopers. And I'm like, bro, you were just upset that stormtroopers... Like, you're like, you were the reason all these stormtroopers died. And then he's like, woo! Pew, pew, pew! Fuck these stormtroopers! Well, I think... Bill Burr was upset that all the stormtroopers died, but there were also, he mentioned, like, civilians in the city who died in that Oh, I forgot about that. And... I guess the whole city got blown up or something. Yeah. But, no, I didn't even think of that, that he, he was upset that his comrades got killed, and then he turns around and just shoots a bunch of... And as they're leaving, he has, like, a heroic moment where he sharpshoots the base, and he hits the... Explode, oh, yeah. And he blows up the whole base. And it's like, well, you just killed everyone. So you, like, and it's supposed to be this, like, triumphant moment where he, like, decides to, and I'm like, I, I, yes, I liked that as a character beat, but, like, you just sort of made all these stormtroopers seem like just people, people living their lives, and, and, like, then you murdered them all. Yeah, the way I saw that was he knew that the, whatever mineral they were mining was, like, extremely dangerous, and he knew they were going to use it to terrorize people, so he... By blowing up that base, he was, like, saving... Yeah, I got that. But Disney it keeps pulling on this thread of, like, the Empire is just people. Until we don't want them to be. Yeah. Like, for half the episode, the Empire is people. Until we really want... We want to shoot them a we bunch. We want to blow them up. And then they're... Eh, That's why you can't see their faces. Yeah. Because we're going to murk them. And then you kind of find out that, like, those rebels were trying to stop... For the same reason as them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, so the Mando just killed like a bunch of innocent people yeah. who were just trying to stop the Empire. And it's like, I like that idea. The Mando doesn't give a shit about anything. He just cares about Baby Yoda. But like, he kind of does care about like the New... Like, anytime the New Republic is involved, he goes out of his way to try and like not do anything like he doesn't fight the x-wings or when they find the one living guy on that new republic transport he tries really hard to save him Mm -hmm. and he's like well i don't want this kind of heat on me but it kind of feels like he cares i think his his sympathies are with the new republic like and he doesn't want to kill anyone he doesn't have to on their side but he's not with their cause does that make sense yeah he is a Mandalorian after all, and the New Republic is so allied with the Jedi that there is kind of this animosity. Do you think... Well, he doesn't even know who the Jedi are, That's because true. somehow in Star Wars, everybody keeps forgetting that the Jedi exist. Yeah, it's really weird. Even though they like... Okay, so the finale, let's get to that, um, and then we can talk about all our opinions and, and wrap this up. The finale of season two felt like Rogue One to me, because the first half felt like a lot of setup... And a lot of, like, let's get the pieces where they need to be so that we can do a 20-minute Star Wars fan service. Yes. It felt just like Rogue One. Here, hey, in the beginning of the episode, they go and they find that guy. They get the Lambda shuttle. 
and then they go find Bo-Katan, and they build their team, and they plan out the heist, and then even clearing the ship kind of felt like yeah, we gotta do that. It was it, cool. It felt a little predictable. Yeah, like, I will say, and then this is the same problem I had. The episode starts with the Lambda shuttle, which is awesome. I love seeing that thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really cool design. Oh, they yeah. board it. The one guy shoots the other guy, and he's like, do you know how important this guy is? And he sees Cara Dune, and he's like, oh, you were on Alderaan. I watched your planet get destroyed. And in my head, I was like, how did you get off the Death Star before it exploded? But whatever. So he's like, I saw your planet get destroyed. And she's like, "I basically like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you know how many people were on the Death Star? Do you know how many people got killed by you terrorists? And I was like, ah, ugh, why are you opening your episode by making me think about that? I, I think it was very poignant, to but be it, honest. But, like, why bring it up? To make the Empire more sympathetic? No. Was that it's, not it's, the it's intention? The, it Really, what I am kind of taking away from this series, and I don't know if it was intended, is that, you know, Star Wars traditionally was Empire bad, Rebels good. You know, it was this black and white. But more so with this series... It's just these two entities who are at war with each other and they're not necessarily aware of all the damage they're causing. Like there was an episode where I think Bill Burr said, yeah, these people don't care if it's the Empire or the rebels who are controlling them. Like all, all they yeah, do is suffer. The natives. Yeah. Said they're just the going to suffer either way. But I hate that. Because Why? it implies that the Empire didn't blow up a peaceful planet. Like, Alderaan had no weapons. No, I, I, I don't think it implies that. It's like, the Empire is very, very They're evil. also racist. They don't yeah. let any aliens join. They enslaved the Wookiees. They, they glassed Mandalore. Like, the Empire is crazy, irredeemably evil. Everywhere they go, they institute slavery and they institute work camps yeah, and they but at the same time crush all dissent. You were just going on about you really liked how Bill Burr had sympathy for his fellow stormtroopers. But that's my problem is that it portrays it wants to have its cake and eat it too. It wants you to know that the Empire is crazy evil, but also, you know, some of them but, Maybe, but I th- I love that. But they're not exploring it. They're like I, they're I like it's like tink, and you're like oh oh okay because uh, like I kind of love the idea of like not all these some of these stormtroopers is just a job. What else am I gonna? I mean, like Luke wanted to join the Empire in A New Hope. He wanted to go fly for the Empire because it was the only yeah. option. Yeah, and that's interesting more so to me than like they're all evil. If you want to mud a little bit, but then don't. Because he's like, he brings that idea up, right? Uh, you know, and then she shoots him in the face. And it's not like, hey, is there some gray here? Because then we go straight into like, build the team, fuck the emp. And it never comes up for the rest of the episode. Yeah, it shows that like, she, that scene in particular, she's angry. Yeah, she's, I would be too. She's angry, but so is he. He's angry. I know, but that's what I'm saying is like, the show keeps touching on this really interesting idea and the same thing with the new trilogy where finn is this like i was a child soldier taken at birth and trained to do this and i've decided not to do it anymore but as opposed to being like conflicted he's like "Woo, shoot yeah. my friends yeah. pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Woo, we got him and i'm like uh, uh, but 
you you're right there. Yeah. You're right there to something interesting. Well, I like that they take a subtle approach with like dealing with this issue of moral gray area and who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. But I agree that like, you know, there is a disconnect between being like is the empire like is everyone in the empire evil? Is are they not? And then 10 minutes later it's like we just killed 2000 of them. Yay! <laughs> That's like, what my issue. Yeah, yeah. Cuz if yeah. they want if Disney was like we're going to set up a story where the new republic doesn't do a good job, where these rebels who were terrorists, they blew up these military installations and then they set up their own government and it sucked. Okay. F- uh, I'll watch that I show. Would I would love, love to see the New Republic struggle and make the same mistakes. and But we already know where it goes. It goes to a prosperous, functioning government that gets blown up by the First Order who build a planet-sized Death Star. Well, I, see, at first I was like, why would you have it take place right after Return of the Jedi? But I actually really like it. And I just... Because I, I hate the sequel trilogy so much and I hate what they did with that universe that I think they're trying to redeem it somehow by showing how things got. Yeah, sure. And on the road, I mean, we might also see like them explore these themes more and like Rangers of the new Republic. And on, on the rogue one episode, I said, I really was curious to see how the rebels would rule the galaxy and consolidate their grip. And I remember you made fun of me for it. Well, I said, they're not going to make a movie about that. I would watch a television a lot, like, if you want to do Game of Thrones in Star Wars, but I don't want to watch one movie. Yeah. Because when we had that, it was the prequels. Yeah, the prequels was, were a lot of politics. It was it was brutal. My, my thing is that Disney doesn't want to do a nuanced, neither side is good, neither side is evil. It's, they still want the Empire to be the bad guys. They still want it to be totally fine to just lancer them down with laser gunfire. Yeah. But I think they also kind of want to sell the toys. Mm-hmm. They want to sell you Stormtrooper toys. And they want to sell you TIE Fighters and, and start And, like, they want you to like those things. They don't want you to be like, oh, those are the bad guys. Oh, really? I Growing up, I always liked the bad guys. Well, that's because you're a bad person. I must. Did anyone else out there like the bad guys in movies course, growing up? Yeah, I mean, there's an entire thing about how Cobra Kai were actually the good guys. Really? Yeah, they made like a television show about it. I, I mean, if you, I mean, Ralph Ma- Ma- what Ralph Match, what is his name? I don't know what you're talking From, about. You don't know Kar- the Karate Kid? I never watched it. You've never watched The Karate I was too busy watching David Lynch's Blue Velvet. I don't want to be friends (laughs) with you anymore. I just think that Disney... It's like, if you're going to do it, do it. But don't keep, like, teasing it. And then then being like, (laughs) Well, I I guess what... It's totally fine. What you're trying to say is that it's hard to have elements of that conversation around morality in the greater context of this space romp. And part of the space romp is just gleeful murder. But of it, it's these also it's a spa- I mean, like this show is a samurai western, but Star Wars is a space opera. Yeah, and in an opera, there are villains and there are good guys. Yeah, I mean, the bad guys in this wear all black and have red laser swords and they choke people with their mind. And then, like, remember the season one finale? Those stormtroopers at the beginning suck. They're mm-hmm. people. They're mm-hmm. just having a chat, but like they punch Baby Yoda yeah. and they're they're cruel. And yeah. you're like, oh, these guys suck. Mm-hmm. And when they get killed, you're like, yay! Good. Good. Because that, you know, they sucked. But now it's just like, 
I don't know. I don't like feeling a little conflicted every time Mando stabs a stormtrooper with his Beskar spear. I want to just be like, yeah, fuck the Empire. Really? Because the original Star Wars trilogy, more than any other movie, was just such binary morality. Yeah. Good versus bad. And I felt like in the, what, 40 years it's been since then, they tried to redo that with these new movies and I don't know about you, but I feel like I've progressed as a film watcher where that doesn't interest me. It doesn't interest but me. But that's what the genre is. Yeah, but like even even with the Captain America movies, which are pretty close to being like good versus evil, there's still like small elements of conflict around that. Around him being like, am I doing the right thing? Who are the good guys? But that's not what a space opera is about. It's supposed to be grandiose and binary and like yeah. the light versus the dark. And like the force is binary. It has a light side and a dark side because we really have not canonically explored gray Jedi. They do not exist in the canon technically anymore. There's good and there's bad. I mean, like if the force is binary... So, you're trying to impose a binary. Although, I will say, Star Wars. I, I am, despite being non-binary. Yeah, I, I yeah. like, the I irony. want my binary! It's not fair! The irony. Even, like, Boba Fett's, like, a friendly guy now, and he's like... But he, he, uh, he... Star I, Wars doesn't know how to make fucking villainous villains anymore. I, I think... I, you know, because I, I was thinking a lot about the moral compass of this series, watching it. There is this arc of a guy who meet is an enemy and then later on becomes a ally, like Bill Burr, Carl Weathers. And I started to view it as it's not necessarily about good or bad. It's, it's like Mando says, I only care about protecting this child. So it's more so in, are you going to hurt this child or are you going to help me protect it? Isn't it strange to you that like one of the bad guys from the original trilogy is now just like a friendly, helpful side character? Yeah, that did. Why is Boba Fett so insistent on killing the Empire? Like, why does Boba want to fuck up the Empire? Well, he was working with them. I think, I think it's not that he wants to fuck up the Empire. It's that he makes a, a promise to Mando. He says... If I take the armor, I will ensure that the Do child doesn't Don't you hurt. feel they softened him a bit? Oh, absolutely. He doesn't have that. I mean, maybe in his new show, he'll be... I mean, he does shoot Bill Fortuna in the throat. Like, in the throat. But, like, for two episodes, he's just sort of like... Yeah, he's, he's just kind of fun. Yeah. He's like, well, Boba Fett's here. He's yeah. got a shiny new armor. I look at that more from a marketing standpoint. That, well, that's what I mean. They're, like, watering down the villains. Mm -hmm. And they're also watering down how evil the empire is so that they can just it, it just feels like it's all becoming sort of one mishmash of oatmeal where it's like oh look a tie fighter oh yay an x-wing oh look boba fett and you just you just mash it in your mouth and you don't you don't know like oh the bad guy it doesn't who cares well i i mean the, a lot of what happens in this universe is like extremely grave and horrific and right like tragedy but it's Filtered in a way, like all of this show, it's like filtered in a way that like Disney can still put their stamp on it. 
Right? Like, remember when the in the first episode of this season where a sand person... That sounds racist. A Tuscan mm. Raider goes out. There we go. Um, that's their word. A Tuscan American Raider. <laughs> a Tuscan Raider goes out and he, like, calls for the dragon and then the dragon eats him and mm. then all of his buddies are like, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Mandalorian goes... They might be open to some other suggestions. And you giggle. And it's like, but that guy just got eaten. Yeah. And it was played for goofs. And like he shoots all those Jawas and they disintegrate and they're all running around screaming. And it's played for goofs. And it's like, Disney really wants to like play murder for goofs. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. When I'm watching it, I'm like, teehee. Yeah. (laughs) Jawa go poof. But then I think about it critically for a minute. I'm like, God, what is this saying? Mm Mm-hmm. No, it, it definitely like infantilizes violence. So they go now. to the, they go to the Carlos Esposito's. That's not his name. Giancarlo Esposito. Did I get it right? Part of it. You racist Gus from Breaking Bad. You racistly called him Carlos. Wait, is that not in his name it's at all? Giancarlo. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I <laughs> <laughs> Gus from Breaking Bad. They go to his cruiser, which looks dope. It's great. And they fly in with the Lambda shuttle, being chased by Slave One. And they like ram their way through the tie. I, it was cool seeing how the ties yeah. uh, deploy, and then it like the shuttle rams in there, and they come out guns blazing. I will say there were a lot of scenes. I told you this in the car. There's a lot of scenes in this where the they're running like across the frame oh, with yeah. their hands stretched fully erect, like out with the gun, and it just looks kind of silly. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not mm-hmm. how people, mm-hmm. whatever. And they they fight their way through. I was kind of bored by the non-Mando parts. It just yeah. felt like... It didn't feel like they were... The first season, it felt like they were in legitimate danger. Yes. And that at any moment, one of them would die. Here, here it was like, you know, they're going to rescue. It just felt like an episode of The Clone Wars where it was just like, yeah, they're going through and they're shooting stormtroopers and, oh, her gun jammed, but then she beats them to death with yeah, it. Yeah, that was sick. It but was, yeah, but yeah. it was, it like, it had no tension. If Yeah, exactly. It felt like paint by numbers. Yeah, and... oh, we're going to take this room and that room. I was like, okay, fine. I did like when he's, like, freaking out because the, the the dark troopers are going to come yeah. out. And only one of them gets out. Oh, and he fights And he has him. to fight it. And it's, like, Terminated. kicking his ass. And I was like, okay, dope. They're really setting up that these things are a threat. Yes. And he dumps the rest of them into space. And he beats the one with his Beskar spear. The dragon. What you were telling me the other day about you have to fight the dragon. Yes, he is the dragon, the big bad uh, before he fight. Although in this one, the emperor, I don't know what the trope's name is. It might be the emperor. Whoever like the big, big bad is usually isn't a difficult fight. Like physically, Mm -hmm. usually he's more like conniving. Like the emperor to Darth Vader. Darth Vader is the dragon to the empire or the emperor. Because the emperor, you're not really going to fight in a one-on-one lightsaber-y right. Which is, you know, what I think Rise of Skywalker kind of messed up. Because yeah. they just didn't have anyone exactly. for, for Ray to, like, go toe-to-toe with. And this was that, you know, one of the many uh, dark troopers. And he kills it. But then he goes and fights Gus, who has the dark saber. Yes. And it was dope. It was really great. It was really, really cool. He's holding it right in front of Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I liked how Baby Yoda's like, what am I going to do? Dude, and it's like, it's Gus from Breaking Bad. It's so Why good. couldn't Baby Yoda just force choke him? Because he has the fucking Darksaber. That's I guess. why. So, it... Mando is like, give me the child. He's like, you want this Darksaber? He's like, I literally couldn't give a shit less. Which I did like. Mm-hmm. So, do you know what this is? He's like, I don't care. He's like, yeah. it's power. He's like, I still don't care. I just want my little green son. 
And then he's like, you can have him. And he goes over and he tries to hit him with the Darksaber. But guess what? Pure Beskar. Yep. And then they have like a dope fight where he's hitting him with it. And he gets his spear and the spear like heats up mm -hmm, wherever mm -hmm, the Darksaber is. Mm -hmm. It's very, very cool. And they have like, I don't know, five, six minute fight. It's cool. It was, it was great. Great and choreography. He, he de-weapons... Unarms, disarms, disarms. That's the term. He unweapons. He unweapons Gus Fring. Gus is like, all right, you win. They go to the. You've defeated me. Yeah, no, I didn't say that. They go to the bridge. I will say, and some people echoed this. It's so sad that there isn't a little scene where the Mando and, and Grogu like reunite. Like just a little. Yeah, I feel that. I I paused the episode because I was like, oh, he beat him. What's left? And, and they go to the bridge, and I was like, seriously, what's left? And then he walks in, and Bo-Katan's like, shooketh. Yeah. And, oh, uh, that monologue where he's like, well, Mandalorian, here's what's happening. You've mm -hmm. got the dark set. And he's just, like, tripping with, like, yeah. tee-hee. It's great. It's great. She needs to defeat you in combat. He's like, just, just fucking take it. Just take it. And she's like, I can't. He's like, God, God damn it. Can yeah. we not? And I thought they were going to fight. I thought they were going to fight too. Because they're kind of painting her as like... A potential villain. Yeah. And in, in the she used to be like a terrorist in the Clone Wars. Like she's very extreme in her actions. Mm -hmm. And I... There was a couple times in this where I thought she was going to do something crazy. But then, uh, then the dark troopers come back. They all yeah. fly back in. And they're like, we're going to die. Really long build up. Did it feel like... This scene in Fellowship of the Ring where they're in the mines of Moria and they're all pointed at the door and waiting for the cave troll to beat it down? Uh, no. I I mean, I don't remember that series as well. Oh. I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy, but there are so many movie scenes where everyone has like a gun pointed at the door. No, this is the out. only other one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, we're gonna die. Yeah. And Carl, uh, Car what's his name? Uh, Gene Carlo, Carlo Esposito. Esposito. What's his name in it? Mo Moff Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. There it is. He he's like, you're all going to die, and then I'll be the only one left with the bait with the child, with the child. And then they get like a ping, and they're like, somebody somebody showed up. And it's like it's a lone X-wing, and, and um, Cara Dune goes, we're saved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was. And as soon as it was like a lone X-Wing, I sat like bolt forward. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no. Because at first I was like, is it going to be the pilot? Is it going to be one of the... Yeah, that's what I thought the, too. Is it going to be the cop, the, the space cop? Nope. And then I think you see a lightsaber. And it's green. green lightsaber. And I was like, like oh, no. And then you see the... And then you see the black hand and the uncovered hand. Oh. When I say that I had a visceral reaction i so the whole time so he's fighting through the dark troopers and i was thinking i was like damn if that's luke i'm gonna be pissed really because i was like that's such a cop-out and then finally he cuts through all the dark troopers he gets through the door and he pulls off the hood and it's luke and i go no fucking way that's awesome <laughs> i had the exact opposite i was like if this isn't Luke, I'm going to be so mad. If oh, this isn't, really? Because I thought it was... I was like... Uh, there's been a lot of theories of who it would be. And one of the big ones is Cal Kestis, who was the the main character of uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which is supposedly uh. canon. 
And I was like, maybe they'll bring him in, because whatever, because, like, you know, Mark Hamill and whatnot. But as soon as I saw the glove and the green lightsaber, I was like, it's, it's gotta be. It's gotta be him. And then Grogu, like, reaches out to the screen. And I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. Is this happening? Are we doing that? And I was like, okay, it's gonna be like, we only see him from behind. Or he, like, cuts down all the dark troopers, then leaves. I was like, what, what, what bullshit mm-hmm. are we gonna mm-hmm. endure? But then he takes his hood off, and I went, oh, that looks terrible. I out loud. Really? Because the whole time I was, like, on the verge of tears. Because I was like, this is, like, the most Star Wars-y Star Wars I've seen in a very long time. And there was also, like, a little part of me that's like, here it is. Here's what all those nerds were screaming about that they didn't get. Is just a 15-minute long Luke in a hallway. Just murder. Mowing. And I also, like... There were so many elements of it, like battle, they're battle droids, so it's a little bit of the prequels, and he's cutting them to pieces with a lightsaber, so we're just seeing how much damage a lightsaber can do. Exactly. And he's whipping them with the force, and he's crushing them, and you're like, oh my god, this is so fucking cool. It's so sick. It was like the hallway scene with Vader. Yes, exactly. And, I mean, I'm not the first to bring that up, but it was like, paralleled so well. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except that it's not rebels being slaughtered. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's dark who gives troopers. a shit droids. Yeah, but especially after they set them up as such an insane threat. Yeah, for him to just mow them down. And they're nothing to a Jedi. It shows, like you said earlier, how it shows their power relative to all the other characters. This the is universe. the most powerful I think I've ever felt like a Jedi was, other than Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One, mm-hmm. where it's just like there's nothing you can do. Because, like, we're always from the Jedi perspective, and they just don't seem that big of a deal. Because it's like, either there's a bunch of them, or we've been with them the whole time. And Luke really isn't that powerful in the original trilogy. He only no. uses the Force, like, four times. No. But here he is, just f- going hog. Damn. And then and then he takes his hood off, and it's the worst CGI yeah. I think I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell if it was old B-roll footage from like the a, 80s. It was like a PS2 video game. Thing. It was... I, it didn't bother me that much. I just don't get... But I'm sure now if I rewatch it. I don't that, get why it's like... Just get a young guy to... Well, it's just like Marvel has... Marvel did it better. Marvel is owned by Disney. They own the proprietary software, I'm sure. Why can they reduce Robert Downey Jr.'s age so immaculately? Or put Chris Evans' head on a goofy little body? Yeah. But they can't... Maybe it, it's a budget thing. Yeah. Now that I think about it, like the outline around his Didn't face. Didn't it just... It, yeah. Whatever. I don't want to talk too much trash on it, but it was... It definitely was uh, jarring. Mm-hmm. But then it was like this super emotional... Because it's like you're having this super... I like that they didn't... Most of it, his, his face is cut out. Like R2 rolls in and the camera very yeah. deliberately yeah. goes down to R2's level. So Luke is still in most of the shots, but you can't see his face. But there's this... This, I was surprised by how emotional I got at this scene. Because, you know, one thing that was established was the Mandalorians and Jedis have always been at war. And so now it was the head Jedi facing the head Mandalorian holding the Darksaber in his hand. And he goes to Grogu. He says, are you this child's protector? And he says, yes. And he says, something like, do you want him to come with me? He says... Well, Grogu like looks at him and he goes, he wants your permission. Or he wants you to say it's okay for him to come with me. And it was and then oof, touching. And then Mando picks up Grogu and he takes his helmet off. Mm-hmm. And then Grogu touches, touches his face. His 
and, and it's, it's it's I'm getting chills just talking about it now. It was and you like it's the first time his face has been touched since he was a child, and like, ugh. oh man, it just just that like his subtle <sighs> acting. I was like, wow, this guy, he's he's good, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, he's acting with a puppet. <laughs> You, you know, like, so much of the original trilogy and the prequels was basically the story of a father and a son, but rarely did that have the emotional impact that this scene Did you did. recognize the parallel between let me look at you with my own eyes yeah. and, and him him taking to look at Grogu and let Grogu, and I was like, oh my god, oh yeah. my god, mm. yeah. <laughs> Do you was, think Luke was standing there like, mm, I got you. I remember taking off my dad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Luke came across in that scene like... So stoic. I hated it. He was kind of hostile. I... Well, that makes sense. He's with a Mandalorian. Yeah. I, I... I didn't love Luke. Like, I loved seeing him. I didn't love him acting. He felt very stilted and like... Eh, I guess that's kind of... It wasn't, Empire Luke. It wasn't the fun loving Luke. No, that I not remember. at all. It was the like serious business Luke. Yeah. But then again, he's on the bridge of a star, an Imperial star destroyer with three Mandalorians and fucking Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. <laughs> and he just, he's just like, I'm here for the child. Yeah. And then Grogu goes with Luke. I'm also betting it was the limitation of what they could do yeah. with that. Yeah. I think they wanted him to come in, say a few lines, and then immediately not look at him anymore. And then as they're leaving... I will say, R2 and Grogu having a conversation is the cutest fucking thing mm-hmm. that's ever happened in the history of Star Wars. Just mm-hmm. him waddling up, and then R2 like leaning down. I was like, I love this! Yeah. Because <laughs> Grogu even kind of was like, I don't know. And then R2's like... Boop, boop, boop. Yep. I'm like, is R2 telling him it's... Do they recognize each other? Because like, R2 was at the Jedi Temple... Yes. With, with Anakin, and I he probably met the younglings, so he probably, him and maybe him and baby Grogu have like history, you know. Are you saying they ha- they were like a thing? They were like mate. A lot of people are um have the opinion that R two saved Grogu, like <laughs> some headcanon. I'm on board. Um, Just let people enjoy things, Gene. Jesus, is there another scene after that? Uh, Grogu leaves with Luke, and I think it fades to black. And we have like the full credits, and then, and then we cut to Jabba's palace. Big old fat B- uh, Bib Fortuna, who looks like he's on his way to becoming a hut. Yeah, which I I think I like that because like on Tatooine, having girth is like mm-hmm. oh, like I live in a desert and I'm ginormous. Look how that's reminiscent of like old uh, Persian kings and stuff. Yeah. And then he shoots him right, right in, in the, the throat. Face. I thought it was the Dude, throat. Maybe it was the throat. Oh. And then, um, God, that closing shot of him just sitting on the throne and then Fennec is, like, drinking next to him. Yeah. And I was like, that's... But then it said, coming in December, Book, Book. of Fett. And I was like, I swear to God, if you end... I want I more... need to find out Grogu. Where did Gro... My, am I, I, I was like, oh, I'm disappointed. I don't want to show about... I mean, like, I'll watch it. And I'm sure it'll be great. But I love Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. It's the... And now it's, it's that like, that bond is the heart of the series, and now the show has ended, and it's like they're gonna be apart. Maybe I'm hoping that like Luke is like, you know what? Never mind. 
take him back. Or like Grogu escapes or it's something. It's weird. But that's the thing. It's like you gave him to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Not another Jedi. Not it's like you so a lot of people are like, oh, did he go to the Jedi Temple and get killed by Kylo Ren? And it's like, I hope not. I hope that's not what they go with. That's like fifteen or seventeen years in the future. You know what? I I I don't know like I feel like if Disney were if I were Disney I would recognize that Baby Yoda is the most popular character they've ever created by a country mile. I agree, but I think, you know, kind of like we were talking like a couple months ago about the Joker and Batman need, like, you can't have just a Joker. Although the Joker is a bad movie and uh, we're never going to cover it. an amazing film and anyone who refuses to see it is... Correct. Okay, fine. And um, <laughs> I feel the same way about Grogu and Mando. I wanted to see more of like, I mean, if I'm being honest, I wanted Mando to melt down a piece of his armor and make a little Mandalorian helmet for the child and just, you wouldn't want to see baby baby Grogu in a little a little Mandalorian no, costume? No, I want to see his face. That's so weird. Cute. That's so with weird. With his little team what, what goes on with in your imagination? With a little jetpack? With like a little baby Grogu jetpack? No, no, that would, that, no. That would be disgusting. Do you think... Eventually, we'll have like teenage Grogu, Ugh. and then like no, I dude. Hope there's not. no way they don't milk that cash cow. Oh, absolutely, puberty Grogu. I mean, that's what they did with Groot. You got you had adult Groot, and then we had baby Groot, and then we had teenager Groot. That's so lame. I liked it. I liked seeing all the the different versions of Groot. I would like to see. I, you would you would hate seeing like a like a teenage Grogu with a lightsaber. I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world, but... I want to see that. That character is my favorite Star Wars character now. Ba- Grogu? Ba- Grogu. I just want to see uh, more ha- about him. He has to stay a baby. I don't... I don't. I want the Star Wars universe to use him as the fulcrum for all further Star Wars stories. I completely agree. I want to see him grow up. Mm-hmm. I want to see him in the... I want to see him with friends. I just... That's all I... I just don't... I, I just think he has to stay a baby forever. I don't want that. I want to see... I want to see because if he becomes an adult, he's just Yoda. Yeah, I want that. I want to see all of that. And I mean, Yoda's great, but Yoda was we only Yoda. had old man Yoda. I want like no, we've seen we've mm. seen he had a cane in the in the prequels. Yeah, but he fucked shit up. Yeah, for like two wars. minutes. I don't know. <laughs> and everybody hated that. I want to see like I don't know. I don't know what I want, but I want baby. I want Grogu to be a part of it. Yeah. And I'm like, when as soon as he like went with Luke, I was like, I'm not satisfied with two seasons, and then he just like, oh, you're, I'm, I did it, I accomplished my task. Yeah, it felt like there was, I felt like this was gonna be like ten seasons of of him of trying him to trying find, to get, it, yeah. and then like traveling the whole galaxy, and I thought it was gonna keep being the Mandalorian bumping up against the rest of the universe, and I liked how he runs into Ahsoka Tano, she's got her own shit going on, they kind of. And then he leaves. I like that. I think that's kind of why I was a little annoyed with the recent episodes. Because it felt like it's just getting more and more. He's just more and more involved with like the main Star Wars yeah. minutia. Yeah. And I want side stories. and Exactly. That's, that's my fear about... That's why I don't care about a show about uh, what? Obi-Wan? Oh, that I, I'm gonna... I can't wait. Ewan McGregor is back as Obi-Wan. Yeah, in like, the intervening years between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, with Hayden Christensen playing Dar- Darth Vader, that's so cool. 
You don't care about you didn't like you and McGregor. I, he's like the only good. No, he, he he's like he's the, a good. Nothing about him was bad in the prequels. Wow. No, I mean like you and McGregor is like a shining beacon throughout all three movies of just like this. He's phenomenal. Yeah, but like, like you were saying, like I, he even I, sounds like Obi Wan. I want to know about the sides. St- I want to know about stuff. That's... I want to see the rise of the Empire. That's not interesting to you. How they took over and yeah, but like. I don't know. Something about... They found a, a really good balance with this show with acknowledging, like, the main events of the oh, trilogy. Oh, I see. I agree with but you. But while remaining its own independent Well, I want thing. both. I want... I still want Star Wars. I still want larger-than-life, massive stakes. But I also want, like, the TV shores to explore the other shit. The TV shores? The TV shores. <laughs> Like, I loved that there was an entire episode where the biggest threat in it was an ATST. Yeah. And then great. I want to see a movie where, like, 50 ATSTs mm-hmm. get wrecked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I want. I think Star Wars has this unique ability to be really interesting layers of, like, here is this massive space opera. That's what the books kind of used to be. Like, did you like this? Did you like all the bullshit that Luke and Han and Leia ran into? Well, here's a whole book series about that one bounty hunter from the background. And this Mandalorian show is like, hey, we made a TV show out of that one background character. (laughs) A guy guy who looks like that one background character. That's so cool. And I think there's room for both. I want to see that Rogue Squadron show. I can't wait for that. I I want it to just be the Rogue Squadron going on missions. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, the Rogue Squadron that we know shows up in a movie that I like. Exactly. I want, I want it to build out and like, I want cowboy western shows, and I want, I want Dax's Diner, <sighs> where it's just a show, it's a sitcom set at Dax's Diner, and characters come in with their problems, I... and Dax has a conversation with them, and we learn how he grew the mustache. Yeah. How him and Obi Wan met. It has no stakes. It's the Deep Space Nine. Like, that's what Star Trek did. You had each series built out the universe more and more and more until it died and became Star Wars. <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know, I am a little curious about Boba Fett's show because I think Boba Fett kind of is like a gray in that moral gray area. And so I think it would be interesting to finally be able to delve into the darker side of the Star Wars universe. But what sucks is like Disney has to put their stamp on it. Yeah, because it's never going to be dark, dark. So that's the whole thing about this series is like Disney really needs to make a decision about because they have something good here and they potentially could create like their own little universe from it. But much like like Marvel, there are R-rated Marvel movies. And I know they're not necessarily made by Marvel Studios, but like within the Marvel Universe, you have Deadpool, who's like, I don't know, like fucking a corpse or something. <laughs> None of that happened, but sure, go on. Or or like Blade. And like they but they at then at the same time they have like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is very family friendly, I feel like. So you want like an R-rated Star Wars. I mean, I do too, but I doubt we'll ever get that. Yeah. Well, I, I think the thing is, is that Disney needs to realize that in order to create this larger universe, which I think they're trying to do, you're gonna have to make movies that appeal to different audiences. 
I and agree. One of those audiences is going to be like an R-rated audience. You know, and one of those audiences is going to be like younger kids and families. And I think Marvel's done a really good job with that with, you know, they'll have a science fiction movie. They'll have like a murder mystery movie. They'll have like, uh, they'll make like a super grounded kind of movie that's character driven. They'll, they'll do all that. And I think that's what Star Wars needs to do. But one of the decisions they're going to have to make is can we make like more adult leaning content? And I'm not talking about like, there don't have to be boobies. We like boobies. Although that is sort of like, at one point, Mando meets with Carl Weathers, and he's like, do you want to go to the Twi'lek bathhouse? Huh? <laughs> and I'm like, I yeah. get you a good deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think Disney needs to let villains be villainous. Well, that's kind of the whole R-rated thing. I mean, not... Well, I mean, like, A New Hope, they blew up a planet. Yeah. And then killed a bunch of folk and mm-hmm. and you were like okay these are these are bad guys yeah and in like even in the new series like kylo ren never does yeah he like kills a couple people but like they but he I, feels conflicted he feels conflicted it. and like it was really clear that they were like all right we don't want him to be too bad because there's definitely going to be a redemption arc here mm-hmm. and it's like he didn't even be he wasn't even on the death star planet he was like in a ship me- so they like literally removed him from it, so it's not super his fault. Meanwhile, Anakin just kills kills children. kids. Yeah, like in the prequels, they they I feel like they were like, hey, we're not going to shy away from like some dark. Like he kills a whole camp of Tusken Raiders. He's like, I killed the women and the children. Yeah, it's sad. Also, Padme, girl, your boyfriend just admitted to like some serious uh, space crimes, and you were like, baby. Like, I get it. It's They're okay. Like, we all have bad days. We have bad days. Like, honey. Um, I, I hate... Girl. I, uh, he told you he doesn't like sand, and you were like, I'm just gonna, like, look past... <laughs> as, um, you know, as the Freudian analyst who over-sexualizes everything, I'd like to point out that Padme meets Anakin when he's, like, five. Uh, he's, like, <laughs> nine, and she's 15. It's still... She's canonically fifth... She's the youngest queen of... She's the youngest democratically elected queen, because George Lucas, of Naboo. She's 15 years old, and Anakin is nine. There's still she is some... six years older than him. There's still some pedophilic overtones. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, she's got, like, a mom relation to him. She, like, yeah. treats him like her, her, little, her little boy. And, uh... And, and he's, that... like, hitting on her, and she's like, oh, you're cute. That goes back to the edible complex yeah the edible talking? complex the edible complex yes <laughs> see everything is edible down. it's edible every everything is edible if first of all everything is edible at least once and if you try hard enough mm-hmm. yes yes <laughs> is that what you told yourself in afghanistan that everything is edible at least once yes oh oh okay steel so, iron so um i don't watch most of your tiktok videos thanks um i see most of yours (laughs) uh i do read about half your tweets thanks and i I read all of yours i saw that it's a very uh half-sided friendship i you know i'm busy like i said i'm constantly having sex with beautiful women so uh and but i did know that you had a video about you were upset how the stormtroopers saluted like americans yeah. I thought that was odd for a number of reasons. What's up? Well, for one thing, 
Okay, so this got into, like, a little bit of, like, I don't know if controversy is the right word. Some people were like, um, actually, uh, hold on, let me do the glasses. Um, actually? They were like, well, actually, George Lucas came out and said that the Empire have always been the American military-industrial complex. And I was like, no, they, I, I don't see that. Because another person was like, actually, they, they modeled the rebels on Endor after Vietnam Americans. Like, American soldiers in Vietnam. So like, wait, what? Remember, in, remember when they're all dressed in like, oh, oh, when they're oh, on, yeah, when yeah, on yeah, Endor yeah. and they've got like, I thought you were talking about the Ewoks. No, <laughs> no, the Ewoks are supposed to be like they worked with the natives against the Empire. Like, so the Ewoks are like Arvin. I guess they're the Viet, the South Vietnamese Army. I guess maybe who are not very. Effective. But like, so some people were saying that like the Amer- it was supposed to always be the Empire. But like, my problem is like, well. I do the clone army for sure is the American military industrial complex. Palpatine is pretty obviously Bush. He does like a power grab and uh, you know the ch- no decor- vote for no God. Those movies had such weird. Pol- I'm like thinking about like I vote for no Counselor Valor. I'm a vote of no confidence and like Jar Jar Binks gives a speech. Who who was Jar Jar supposed to be? Jar Jar is um, a major senator. It was, but like Hillary uh, Clinton. I was going to say Joseph. <laughs> jo- Joe Lieberman. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But like, I guess it would make sense for like, like he was definitely doing like an Iraq war thing with the prequels a little bit, or at least like Bush's ma- like warmongering. But I don't, in the seventies, Vietnam's going on and they make these movies and they're like, well, you know, George Lucas was like anti-Vietnam, but like, I don't see the rebels as the Viet Cong. Or the Empire is like Americans. I always thought it was more like World War Two yeah. imagery, yeah. and that they were obviously Nazis because they're called stormtroopers and they march around and they have these big death machines. And I, I would say definitely in A New Hope, they are like Nazis. The rebels are sort of like they can be whatever you want them to be, but I would say you're right. I mean, calling them stormtroopers. People, like, but again, when I said that, I was they were like, that's always been the case. But it feels to me now that Disney... Because then in the newest series, all the First Order Stormtroopers are super obviously Nazis. Yeah. The Nazi imagery is like crazy. They're all in... They're all... The way they like put their fists up or whatever. Well, there was that scene in The Force Awakens where it's basically a Nazi rally. Yeah, he's giving a speech he's in like, his ah, I can slag in front we of We are the Empire! Yeah. The First Order! And he's doing like a Hitler speech. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like these giant things are behind him. And it's really on the nose. Yeah. And But in this, they're like saluting like American troops. And I was like, do you want me... To associate stormtroopers with the American military? Are you wait, implying... wait, 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 wait. Nazis never did this? I don't think no, so. They did no, the... they did the, the Zig Heil. Maybe don't do it. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're allowed to. Hi. <laughs> Maybe don't do it on a stream. <laughs> there you go. There you uh, are, delayed. <laughs> oh. I, it, it but they did the Zig Heil, and we've always done, like, every American, like, other nations don't salute like us. What, what do, like, British have their hand completely exposed forward. Um, Americans are, like, slightly canted down. Oh, like. It's like this. Like this? Yeah. And different militaries do different things. And it what, came what, from. What did the Afghans salute? I have no idea. I don't, they didn't have a they didn't have a former military. 
the formal military. I just mouthed eating a pussy, by the way. Great. Can you take that out, Zach? <laughs> no, they need to know this. Oh, my God. So it's you're offensive upset. to someone. You're upset? No, it's not. I think that's a beautiful... You got it like that? Oh my god, why are you continuing All right, to do it? Sorry. You're gonna, get me, you're gonna get me in trouble on my live stream. Dude, the people need to know this. So you were offended that they. Not offended. I just was like, okay, now you're associating the stormtroopers with the American military. Are you making a comment about it? Are you saying that we're imperialistic? Are you saying. Because you're Disney. You are Amer- you're an American company yeah. who benefits from like you are you sell I'm sure that they've got some sort of deal with the oh, the man. army. Dude, I bet, at some I bet level. Disney makes missiles for the they're like Lockheed Martin. There's no way that they've done some of these events. Well, I guess have any of the Avengers movies or any of the Marvel movies had like American military stuff? If they did, they definitely worked hand in hand with the DOD. Maybe they didn't, but it just feels it just feels weird to be like, yeah, these are the bad guys. These these proto Nazi, there. That's that's American military. It's like, oh, are you making a comment, or do you did you just not think through having? And this this motion is from when back in like the the days of knights, you'd lift your visor to let people see your eyes mm-hmm. to let them know that you were friendly. That's what a salute came from. So and, like how did, they wouldn't have had that. How would Star that Wars develop universe? in the Star Wars universe where there Well, there was there was a point where someone said get the hell out of here. They do say hell sometimes, yeah. Han Solo says hell. In in Empire and I remember even as a kid being like so there's a heaven and hell in Star Wars is that which implies that there's like a Judaic Christian uh there's a religious star, there's a star pope yeah, tradition. Here's what here's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about one day someone's gonna be making a Star Wars movie and they'll be like, We need to get out of here. Where do we go? And they're like, This planet. And they come and they're like, What's it called? Earth. Eh, I don't think You don't do think so? No, that'd be too that'd be dumb. It's also like in a, a long time ago in a galaxy far away. So it would be like <sighs> it'd be so lame. It'd be Earth in the distant, distant path. Path, path, path. But what if they show up to Earth and like didn't? Well, Earth was in the Star Trek universe. Yeah, they came from Earth. Oh, okay. Wasn't there a Star Trek episode where like Star Trek is Earth in the future? It's like twenty forty five or something, or twenty twenty forty five. Oh, okay. It's it's four hundred or five seven hundred years in the future or something. Oh, like San Francisco's where they go to the Starfleet Academy. Oh, really? You didn't know that Star Trek took place in the future of Earth? I knew. Earth is like where the movies take place. Is Star Wars one of the few sci-fi universes where Earth doesn't exist? Yeah, because even Battlestar Galactica, they go back to Earth. Mm-hmm. That's like the whole point of the show. Dude, I'm telling you, Boba Fett's going to be like, I need to hide out. And he's going to come to Earth. That was actually a pretty good Boba Fett. Thanks. Thank you. And it, But it's going to be like, it's going to be like <laughs> the 1860s. And it'll That's be like, what a long time ago is? It'll be like... <laughs> a long, long time ago and in a galaxy. A- is it a long, long time ago or just one long? Abraham Lincoln will be like, listen, I don't know in who the- this who this bounty hunter fellow is. In but song- if he can help me win the Battle of Gettysburg. And then Boba Fett <laughs> with the slave then one. Then ironically fights for the Union with the slave one. Oh. Damn. And then they and then they're like afterwards he renames the ship. 
He's like, I'm going to name it the Harry Tubman That's what, one. oh my God, that's how Disney solves it. He's like, now the time to see how bad things can be. It's like, I understand. I renamed this ship the Harriet Tubman, Tubman one. one. I understand that slavery is bad now. I understand <laughs> now. Dude, that would be I so I didn't great. before. That would be so great. No, it would And then they develop this universe where like, it's now. How long but, is this bit going to go? But we have like Star Wars tech. Oh, it's going to go on half an hour more at least. I hate this bit. Okay, fine. All right, so they come back to Earth. It's the 1860s. It's the 1860s. Abraham Lincoln. Mark Twain is like. Abraham Lincoln gets into an X Wing. <laughs> and he has to fly down. Yes. And he has yes. to. Yes. Him, Ulysses S. Grant is in a is in a a Tie Fighter. The Confederates are building their own Death Star. Oh no! (laughs) But it's made out of like wood. Yeah, yeah, it's like a wooden (laughs) Death Star. Oh my god! You know, because it's the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, I I will say with the whole saluting thing, I get where you're coming from. I, I think that it just. It's another one of these, I don't think they're thinking it through. Like, I don't think, like, when they, like, every other thing that I've tried really hard to talk about and that you have been very dismissive of in our show where we critically analyze media, you're like, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about, I want to talk about how cool Baby Yoda was. No. Like, no, let's talk about the war porn, Gene. You're like, I am not interested in that. But, like, every time they try to, like, humanize the Empire, I'm like, this feels ham-fisted mm-hmm. like you don't really know what point you want to make in the future like it doesn't feel like they're like and actually the empire wasn't the bad guys or actually it's a little more nuanced than you think or actually all the stormtroopers are just guys trying to get by like mm-hmm. because sometimes because anytime a stormtrooper starts talking they're an asshole yeah like those two scout troopers sucked and any other time we've heard a stormtrooper they've generally been like awful but bill burr was a stormtrooper. bill burr was because star wars is like if you used to be one now you're allowed to have a personality it's like mm-hmm. as soon as you take off the stormtrooper helmet it's like oh you have a face now you're allowed to be a person mm-hmm. but at the same time they're like like having them salute to me was like eh, it's a little close to like I just want... I think what I'm trying to get at is I want to enjoy the scenes where 500 stormtroopers get mowed down by Boba Fett. I want to... And you want to do that guilt-free. I want to do that guilt-free. And Disney keeps not letting me. And it doesn't... It's not like it's leading... It's not like, oh, do you feel a little guilty? Well, maybe... And then there's like, oh, what a brilliant point you've made. Like, The Last of Us 2, much as I don't love it, because I think it was too long to get to the point... Every time you, like, shoot someone, one of their friends calls out. And it's like, no, Frank! And you're like, oh, I feel bad. Because, like, I killed that guy's friend. And then you play as the other side. And you kind of realize that, like, conflict is just... War is bad and gray. And everybody's just killing everybody. Yeah, why... But Star Wars isn't gray. The Death Star... The, that exchange between the two of them where she's like, you destroyed my peaceful planet. My weaponless, peaceful planet. And he's like, you destroyed a battle station full of soldiers that previously in the movie killed that peaceful planet. They're not the same. Yeah, but I mean, to them, it it is. <sighs> then explore that. You think you think Star Wars should uh, 
this next series should really explore the moral gray area. Well, it's kind of like we were talking about this in Rogue One. Go watch the Rogue One episode. Mm -hmm. uh, where it was like they start to knock on that door and then they immediately back away. Yeah. They really like being like, maybe the rebels are kind of evil and like they do bad things to get what they want. But then at the end, it's just like, woo, fanfare. Well, so the X-Wings. That's kind of like the ball and chain around Star Wars is that any insightful discussion into the nature of conflict or moral gray area it it's it's held back by the fact that there needs to be these explosive battles and star yeah. fighters which i think in general is also kind of what hurt these new movies was there would be like like a relationship would be established but before it could even develop, it was like, oh, we have to get chased by TIE fighters through the canyon. <laughs> and it's like the new movies felt like excessive, excessive action. That's J.J. Abrams. Yeah. J.J. Abrams can't let a scene go by without something blowing up or latching or and, gooing. And like... like so go watch... Have you seen the, the 2009 Star Trek in a while? No. There is not a scene in that movie that isn't like frenetically paced there is never a time where two characters quietly sit and talk to one another oh really someone something is always exploding or something is happening and it's always like dynamic it's the whole movie is just like start to finish full throttle and you don't notice it the first couple times you see it you're just like this is exciting mm -hmm. but then you watch it again and you're like jesus let them breathe yeah let them have just a two-second conversation without something having to explode or punch each other in the face or or something. It's like a... It's ironically very similar to my first novel. Yeah. Where it, it's just action from start to finish. I would be down if they did like a Mandalorian episode that was just like a quiet character study. Yeah, I would too. Like it, like. Well, I kind of feel like um, the gunslinger episode kind yeah, of was. Yeah, that was kind of the closest to it, but there was still like a shootout. Yeah, but between two people. Yeah, but it was probably I'm talking about like a real like like when the Sopranos would do those like really artsy kind of episodes. You want like a bottle episode where it's yeah. just like the Mandalorian stuck somewhere having like a long conversation. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't hate that. Maybe he's trapped under something. I think that would be so. Like, my favorite episode of Breaking Bad was when the fly was caught in the it's lab. everybody's favorite episode. Oh, it's You're not so great. Yeah, didn't it win an Emmy? Uh, I think that specific episode got some sort of award. It's, it, like, nothing really happens, but it's so intense. It's so intense. And I, I don't know. I think doing a TV series as opposed to a movie, like, it gives you the opportunity to, like, take those quiet moments. I hope they do. I'm curious to see where this all this stuff goes. Like right now, uh, our, our Mando is now technically the Mandalore, mm -hmm. or at least he has claim to the throne. He's got the dark saber. No, like so. Supposedly, there's seasons three and four of the Mandalorian. I don't think that they're Boba Fett specific. I think he has his own yes, spinoff show. Own show according to I Wikipedia. think, or season three is called the Book of Boba. I cannot figure out which. I think he gets his own show. I think that too. I think it's a mini series. I think it's three I'm episodes. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm excited about that too. I, I like, I love, I love this show. Don't get me wrong. I think it's really great. I just don't get why Disney keeps like. 
Like I keep saying, they keep just like knocking on this one particular door and they never open it. They never want to go full like, maybe the stormtroopers aren't all bad guys. Because then it would be, then you can't just indiscriminately blast mm-hmm. them to pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what are the themes of this show regarding the military and anything regarding mental health? Well, I definitely think that this is a show about, like, surviving on the fringes of a war Mm -hmm. and the fallout from war. There was some really interesting themes where, like, Cad Vanth is like, yeah, the Death Star blew up. And we kind of saw, like, the celebration scene from the end of Return of the Jedi. But then they immediately get turned into a slave camp. Yeah. Like, all these miners show up and, like, power vacuum! Mm -hmm. Fuck you! Which is kind of like what happened in Iraq. Yeah. With ISIS. Or any other time yeah. that we go in disturb something. Or like how Bib Fortuna took over for Jabba because they killed Jabba. Or how just like all these places and everything is like war torn and yeah. hurting. It kind of, you know, it goes back to what Bill Burr said. Like these people don't care who's in charge, whether it's the rebels or the empire. They're still going to suffer. And I feel like that's, that's war, baby. I also think this show does a really, really good job. We've touched on this a bunch, but like it shows how dangerous these Star Wars vehicles are. Oh, yeah. That two X-Wings are like horrifying. Yeah. Or like just one TIE fighter if you're a guy on the ground. In the movies, there's hordes of them. Mm -hmm. But in this, it's just like, yeah, one ATST can mess up a whole town. Well, it's like sometimes. I'll watch a World War II documentary and I'll see like these tanks and I'm like, oh, they're so cool. But then you see a picture of one and a guy standing next to it and you're like, oh my God, that's just a massive killing machine. Mm-hmm. It's like when they're next to each other, they look really cool. But when you see one up close, you're like, it's terrifying. It definitely does a good job of like making war seem bad and violent like it there definitely is like okay here's the fallout from you know this planet or that planet and uh or like and that one that ahsoka tano's on is like all burnt down mm-hmm. it looked like um no man's land in yeah, world war one did yeah there was like water puddles on the ground and, mm-hmm. and all the trees were clearly like mowed down by blaster fire like everywhere they went just seemed kind of decrepit and it also showed like that the war between the Empire and the, the New Republic, and before that, the Old Republic and the, and the Separatists, was all in, like, the core systems. Mm-hmm. And this is just, like, the fringes are like, yeah, we just see, we just see the, a new regime, and, like, they're barely out here. We see two members of the New Republic. They're in X-Wings. They show up twice. Three times, I think. Did you experience that at all in Afghanistan, where the people were like, oh, the Americans are in control of this village? Okay, great. Like, there was no... There were villages that had never seen us. We really? would roll in, and they're like, we've never seen Americans before. And we were... This was ten years into the war. Because it's just... They're just outskirt villages. They don't care. I mean, that... That probably happens everywhere. I'm sure there were... Um, world War Two. you know, I think is a more apt, because it's moving lines and stuff. But mm-hmm. there were, like, villages and stuff that were untouched, and then all of a sudden, w- the war would roll through that particular town, or... Or what have you. And it's just like people trying to survive on the outskirts of a war. I also like that it showed that the moment that the Death Star blew up. Because like, everybody's like, oh, I really like the end of Return of the Jedi because it's so final. Because everybody sings a song and they play a really triumphant tune. 
But it isn't. They just mm-hmm. blew up a battle station. There's still thousands of Star Destroyers and Imperial bases and Stormtroopers. It's still, it's still a galactic empire. Just the leader of it is dead. Yeah. And this really showed that, like, there are remnants of these imps dug in everywhere. And they're still, like, mining Rodanium or whatever it was. They're, they're over here making Yoda clones. Mm-hmm. And they've got... Uh, I also loved, and we ne- I don't think we've ever seen this, we saw a star. what a Star Destroyer can do from orbit. Are you talking about when, when it, it blows up the Razor Crest? Yeah, yeah. With was one, because they're sick. like, what is it doing? And it's like, when it just lances it, and it just obliterates it. I'm like, that, we never, I've, I've always wanted to see a Star Destroyer broadside. Yeah. Where it just rolls over and it points its guns at the planet. Because that's what they're for. They're called Star Destroyers because they can raise a whole planet. Which is which? Why they should be called planet destroyers? In the uh, I think in the original <laughs> trilogy they reference like bombardment. Yeah, but you never you never see that, which is a shame because that would be a very very cool scene. Yes, very cool. It'd be kind of like a, a World War Two battleship broadside. Yeah, just lighten up with those thirty inch guns. Talk about war rocking back on itself as it fires. Has yeah, to sh- it has to angle them so it doesn't flip the ship. Dude, you're getting me hard. I know. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> what are you doing after this? <laughs> oh, let's jerk off to tanks. Um, here, you know, if we're gonna decide whether or not this is war porn, I, I like it, but it absolutely is. I, I also I think there's a lot the trauma. Like the Mandalorian is such a traumatized broken man mm-hmm. who's just not dealing with any of it he clearly had a fucked up childhood and then put that shit away and never addressed it again until until someone's hammering on a piece of metal yeah. and then he just gets these i guess flashbacks yeah and then it's just the amount of like he just violence after violence after violence and he and he keeps his face covered and he's terrified every time he takes it off and then he kind of like softens through the love of a child which i'm surprised you didn't hate because it's literally the theme. I was the surprised I didn't hate either. I was amazed. But I, I think just the way it was done was really just well done. It wasn't cloying. It wasn't like, look how adorable this is. I think it's because it was such a slow burn. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of episodes where he's just like not fussing with Baby Yoda. Yeah. And, and, and there's like... He also doesn't immediately like become a good father. The moment he has. Because, oh my god. Season two with those baby Yoda like scenes of just when when the baby Yoda is like deep in the razor crest and he's like you gotta oh yeah, yeah just yeah, the yeah, blue yeah, the blue yeah, wire yeah. the blue and then you like electrocute and he's like oh, well we tried I'm like you just electrocuted your baby yeah yeah and when Yoda <laughs> baby Yoda goes to school and he steals the and steals the, the cookies that's like it's so great that was like a five or six minute scene I know it was amazing that's why I'm like what are you gonna do without baby Yoda to like offset the the violence yeah because there was also like anytime something bad would happen yoda baby yoda would like hide or do something adorable or Mm -hmm. like when cara dune and and the mandalorian are fighting and he walks out and he's sipping his soup yeah that was great there was so many like he's very good for bathos Mm -hmm. like when he's gonna fight the cyclops and he presses the button and his little (laughs) thing closes because he's like ooh, some shit's about to happen and i kept saying like the mandalorian as a character is hard to write for because he's largely invulnerable. He has taken so many ridiculous hits throughout the series that it's like, well, what could hurt him? He's immune to lightsabers and blaster fire and explosions. You and know what could monsters hurt him? Love. love. 
Yeah. But baby Grogu is is like a little he's he's adorable and sweet and he could die at any second. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's like you paired them together. Because you're not worried if the Mandalorian's going to die. Who cares? You're worried if Baby Yoda's going to die. And if he's good enough to keep Baby Yoda from dying. But now he's gone. Now he's, he did it. The arc over. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't get the, the sense of Mando being that invincible. I mean, he almost dies in the season one finale. Gets eaten by the crate dragon. He gets yeah, fucked up. Yeah, but then he like the, flies out ma- majestically. The mudhorn or whatever fucks him up pretty bad. But that's before he got his impenetrable armor. In the last, in season two, he's being punched in the what face about, what by about a the droid. Dark, the dark trooper. Yeah, he he literally couldn't get through him. The dark trooper is like whooping dark, his ass. The dark trooper is about to kill him. Was he? I thought so. Because he didn't. But then he he barely... punched his face into a bulkhead and he's fine. That was pretty tight. It was really cool. It was really... That whole scene reminded me of uh, Terminator. Yeah. I also... I mean, I think we're kind of sleeping on the soundtrack. What an incredible score. Oh my god. The, the score. Theme. The main the theme. The main theme. Grogu's like, light dun, motif. Dun, 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 oh, it's dun, dun, dun. so sick. And it plays the, that like, that, sh- like that little horn. Flute. Yeah. Oh. I, I couldn't believe that they added like dubstep for the dark yeah, troopers. I was it like... Worked. Okay. It worked. It did. I, I don't think I was paying attention if they played Luke's theme or anything during... They played Yoda's theme at one point, I think. Did they play anything when Luke was, like, messing things up? I'd have to go back. Who knows? I love this show. Like, don't get me wrong. I just, when critically analyzing it specifically for, is it war porn, it is. Oh, absolutely. It, it's so, it's like... Because every episode is just like, okay, the Mandalorian shows up, here's a couple of characters. It's literally just setting up, and here's the here's the 20-minute shooting here's gallery. Here's the violent, yeah. Where he's just gonna pop off rounds. And it's like, alright. I just, I preferred it when he's shooting, like, smugglers and bad guys. Mm-hmm. Or when the Empire is just evil. But it's like, stop trying to make... Ooh, you have a conscious. I hate it. Yeah. I, I, I don't... Because, like, wouldn't you feel weird if he were, like, murdering a bunch of, like, New Republic troops in the next... And I be like, would... Eh. I would, like, love that. <laughs> and here's... I would, like... Here's why. I want that, actually. That scene where the X-Wings are, like... They're, like, the cops. Uh-huh. And... I don't like cops. I mean, I accept them, but, like, I've been in that situation where I've gotten pulled over before and... You know, I'm not comparing my experience to anyone else's, but like, I fucking hate people who abuse their authority. And I have, I, I feel like, yeah, there are the clear evil types in this world who are like the empire, but then it's a lot of authority pose as good people, but they don't have your best interests at heart. And it's that power differential where I'm just like, fuck you. So, well, I wish, I wish we'd see that then. Yeah. Like I would love, I would love a series about the New Republic sucking, mm-hmm. and they're it's just like an abuse of power. I like uh, then I'm on I'm on board, but those those guys come back at the end of the episode and yeah. they save the Mandalorian's ass, and then later in another scene they kind of recruit character because they're the good guys and they yeah. drive X wings and we like X wings. Yeah, so they're not really saying anything. There's no deeper message about the police or police overreach or. Not that I think we're going to get that from no, Disney. No, Although we kind of did from like the Captain America series. So like they're not, yeah, but they're that, not afraid that to was, kind of wait in. That was before this past year. 
That is true. The stakes have been heightened in that conversation. Greatly. I agree. And I don't think Disney wants to, like, as um, as Bill Burr, or as Michael Jordan pointed out, um, Republicans, Republicans buy, buy Jordans too. too. And so Disney doesn't want... But they, it's also like they don't want to, like... I wonder if Disney's like, well, we don't want to make the Empire too bad because... Because we got to sell those toys, too. we got to sell toys to shitty yeah, people. Yeah, that, that, that's the problem with having Disney run this is that they can put amazing resources behind it, but they're hampered by having to make everything marketable. And, like, the whole reason, like, Boba Fett took off as a character is not only the cool helmet, but he is this, like, evil guy. And mm-hmm. and a lot of people were like, that's fucking... Like, me, who grew up reading Spawn and Punisher comics, I was like, that guy's fucking sick. I like that back in the day, too, they were smart enough to realize, and Disney also did this, that if you have a, if you redeem a character, kill them right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let them, oh, I'm good now. <clears throat> yeah. Because otherwise you gotta deal with, like, that guy killed a lot of children. Yeah. And then was, like, the right-hand man to the Emperor. Like, Darth Vader's a bad guy. Like he's a real so, bad guy. He's so sick. But like, you know, he's a, he's a good... He's, he, re, he saves his son. And then <sighs> they, dies. They ruined him. By having a redemption arc? No. Just showing his like emo upbringing. Like, <laughs> I'm in love with a girl. And I can't handle it. <laughs> War is hard. <sighs> um, One thing I want to get... So, like I said, this movie really, for me, like, reminded me of why... I fell in love with Star Wars in the first place. And, and you know, we asked Jake on the interview, which is available on our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash porn, about what Star Wars means to him. And I think it means a lot of things to a lot of people. And I know on the Rogue One, I was like, it just means cool ships. That's all I like about it. But I think this reintroduced me to an idea Star Wars as a whole, to me, is a story about faith. It's about having faith that, you know, because it's always like impossible odds. You're facing insurmountable evil and you're in a world of darkness. But having faith that you are doing the right thing, that things will turn out the way they are meant to be. And I think that's what the Mando does with Baby Yoda is that, you know, for so long he was basically living for himself and his people. But then he found this Yoda, this this child who was like a greater purpose. And he started living for this greater purpose and it brought out the best in him. And he does these things now almost like intuitively or spontaneously where it's, you know, I'm going to protect this child and this is what we're going to do. And I think that's just a really interesting motif. Yeah, if only anyone on the podcast could have heard that. <laughs> that was really interesting. I'm sorry to everyone. I'm uh, trying to what, not wake up he, the upstairs neighbor. What he was whispering about. I agree. I think that definitely is echoed in all the films. I like that he's this loner Mm-hmm. Until he meets Baby Yoda, and then since then he's built like a whole team of friends, just a whole whole squad of baddies. He's got Boba, his buddy Boba. He's mm-hmm. got his other Mandalorian pals. He's got Cara Dune. He's got Carl Weathers. 
Yeah. He's got fish face. Yes. He's just got like a whole Oh, he's got um he's got Amy Amy Sedaris. Mm-hmm. Like he's just got pals and he he made those friends with Baby Yoda. Like the, that little the little baby that like, that baby maybe allowed him to connect with other people yeah and he like learns to trust and yes. like or i guess he's forced to trust and then he just, but he just starts doing it like he starts trust and he's like i need your help and he shows up and he's like i need your help my kid i wonder what he's gonna do now because like he's gonna isolate again oh maybe that'll be season three. Oh. but i i agree faith and like <sighs> star wars always seems to be about like you win as a team Mm-hmm. Or, like, look for the best in people. Yeah. And even the worst person... Like, I think that's a big theme of Star Wars, is, like, even the worst person is redeemable, unless they're the Emperor. Because, um, like, Darth Vader comes back, Kylo Ren comes back, Boba Fett's sort of getting, like, a little redemption arc. Mando starts as, like, a shitty guy, now he's 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 better. It's like all of them. You just... Through like the the faith in their friends, I think that was a line. And and you have faith in your your friend. faith in your friends is yours. What, yeah. what was the line that sets that up? It's like your said your anger is your weakness. Your faith in your friends is yours. Yeah. It's so snappy. Oh, it's great. <laughs> uh, unless you're an imperial, and then you get you get straight yeah. up murked. You just get murdered for unless everyone's entertainment. Yeah, unless you're um. Uh, Herner Wurzog. Herner Wurzog. I want to see the child. I would like to see the baby. Let me see the <laughs> baby. Um, and if you're a really good person, like Queel, you're gonna die. But heroic, heroically. I felt bad for him. Like yeah. his whole thing was like, He's I just so want to retire in peace. He's and then so he, noble. And then he dies. And it's He's like, so oh, noble. You, you fucking bastards. He worked his whole life to be free. And then he dies. But I think he dies at the hands of an Imperial. I think he died happy knowing he was protecting the child. I mean, he failed. Well, I guess he built IG-11, which then. All right. He's a good. Yeah. I also like uh, the idea of the force. Everything being connected. Very, you know, like, and and we're all. You think the force like brought the Mando to Baby Yoda oh, to absolutely. protect him? Like, absolutely. you think it guided him there? Absolutely. I am one of those people who believes in fate, and everything happens for a reason. So I think the force really dictates everything that happens. Oh wow! Yeah. If only people could have heard that. Damn you, Pat. <laughs> Yo, someone in the chat said don't yell at me because the editor can just fix the volume. Oh, yeah. Should we just put Dude, extra work on Dude, it's 1235. The guys upstairs have two young kids. I and, just, and you're just like, let me yell about this thing about say, Boba Fett. You know, there's, there's, there's a range between screaming and yeah, whispering but you're, called you're speaking at a normal tone of volume. You're loud. You're being too loud. I don't and think I, I am. I... I mean, I kn- look, they're very polite. They would never come down and say anything, but I think they can hear you. Oh. I mean, we can go up and ask. Let's get right now. We're <laughs> taking it. All right, guys, we're going to. All right. I think we've exhausted this yeah, episode. Do you have any closing thoughts? I love this. I love to see where it's going to go. I am fully prepared to be very disappointed. I'm also like right now hesitantly upset about the future of the show. Yeah. If this were like it, if they had planned two seasons and then it just resolved, I don't know if I'd feel different. But I just, I don't know what it's going to be going forward. And I really loved Grogu and him. And I just, I don't, I don't want that not to be the show. 
Like yeah, every too. week, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see. These last two episodes have been like, I'm like, this kind of sucks. I miss Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in a whole episode. And I was like, I hate that. Yeah. It, it's. I'm telling you, it's the combination of Mando and Grogu. It's it's the heart of the series. Yeah, it's a badass, emotionless, a, a badass, emotionless, faceless murder machine and just the cutest little thing you've ever seen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's Star Wars, baby. That's Star Wars. Uh, I guess we'll come back next year if we're still friends doing a podcast (laughs) and we'll revisit season three. Yeah. So coming January 2022, uh, the season, our our next Star Wars episode. Our next. We could do the prequels. We probably will do all of the Star Wars movies. You think? Yeah. I mean, we're going to run out of content. I wanted to do Empire Strikes Back, but you were like. Okay, then we'll do Empire Strikes Back, maybe. Should we do A New Hope? Probably. We should probably just do them in order. Remember when we were like, let's do all the Captain America movies. And then by like the third one, we were like, fuck Captain America. (laughs) No, just you. We need to do Infinity War and Endgame. You think? I think those, especially Endgame, has like a lot to do with like PTSD and overcoming and coming back from trauma and all that stuff. The girl I'm seeing wrote a paper about Endgame, but from like an environmental political perspective. Interesting. So, and she sees Thanos as like an eco terrorist. Yeah. And I, dude, we should have her on. Oh yeah. I mean, we you know we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I just really wanted to give. What guests are you bringing to the podcast? None. Patrick? It's just us. Yo, if you might even be not you. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Uh, Colin Hanks just shared your TikTok. He sure did. If we we got to do a movie with Colin oh, Hanks. Oh my god, we're not going to convince t- Colin Hanks to. We're going to do a war porn episode on that thing you do, and we're going to have him come in. <laughs> we could do Band of Brothers and be like. So what was it like getting blown up by a grenade, Colin Hanks? I really like it. Hey, remember when Gene was like, don't be loud, but then he did a Kermit the Frog impression <laughs> at the top of his fucking voice? That, oh, that was loud? Yeah, it was loud enough to see waveforms. Oh, man. It's miraculous that you managed, the mic is not even a foot away from you, and you managed to talk so softly that the waveforms go away. And I just watch it slowly All die, right. and it's just a, it's just a flat line, and I'm like... Pat. How are you, how was he even going to... Pat, have you heard of this thing called dynamics? It's not what you're doing. It's, it's... You're... When you're making... Look. We do this let every me, episode. Okay, here's a quick I don't, therapy lesson. I don't want If you want to be a therapist. I don't want to be a therapist. When you're really connecting and trying to make a serious point. You're you doing it again. Look, to lower, go, you want to lower your voice. Not when you're on a podcast with one microphone in the middle of the room. <sighs> Bro, you... Are... You know what's going to be crazy is if we get a two microphone setup, you're going to yell directly into the mic when you're excited and you're definitely going to like push it away from yourself so you can whisper. I like, I already see it. Dude, I'm going to hold it like I do with bandit shows like this. Great. And then I'm going to smash it into my head. Perfect. I can't wait for the two mic setup. I can't wait for the two mic setup either so oh, that you can be, be so that you can still be bad at this. It's We're going to be 15 episodes in. And I still have one note. Well, please speak louder. I don't know, man. I think it works. It I doesn't. Think... It doesn't work. It's guys, just what hours do you guys of extra think? work. It's 
hours. What do you hours guys think? Of extra Yo, work. you on on the TikTok live stream. I don't care what they think. All right, hey guys, if you are interested, we have that exclusive interview on our Patreon. I hope you guys check it out. It was yeah. a lot of fun to do. Hopefully, we'll find more of that in the future. Yeah, more people people to, to interview and stuff. Yeah. and we're excited to see where the podcast goes. Um, you can connect to us at warpornpodcast at gmail Please rate and subscri- subscribe or whatever Subscribble. you do on on Apple or Spotify or wherever you are listening to this. And uh, hey, thanks for thanks for tuning in. We have no idea what we're doing next week. Yeah, but it'll be great. It's going to be amazing. Except for Gene, who's going to talk too quietly. Okay. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.